Today's episode is a treat. We have for you Eric Christensen of Nutrient Survival. And this is a conversation that spans the gamut of not only what it looks like in the consumer gross products world, right? Uh, Looking at creating food product and from someone who not only has experience in the big, major corporate, big food, if you will, right? But then steps into what it means to be an entrepreneur and dealing with all that and putting everything you have into it. And it really covers the differences in that dynamic and how an entrepreneur really is its own breed of human, right? Uh, But we also go into sort of the philosophy and the spirit behind the product itself, and then really getting to know more about how important it is as an entrepreneur to really push your brand and who you are as an individual front and center. Unlike major corporations who need to be faceless and, you know, their whole goal is to sort of tread the line on what they change. This is not what entrepreneurs have to do. And as you know, this show is about startups. So I won't give away any more of the episode, but I guarantee you to be a conversation that you will love to indulge in and have every minute of it unravel as you wonder where it's going to go next. However, it is just one of those. It's what you call a damn good conversation. So without further ado, Eric Christensen of Nutrient Survival. Okay, another exciting episode, as you know. It's what everyone says, but this is real. Because if you're an entrepreneur and you've looked at the consumer gross product uh, vertical as something of interest to you, as maybe you're transitioning as entrepreneurs do, you make an exit and you're ready for more pain, right? Or or in general, you are concerned about the state of the world and, wh- and the way things are going and you're looking for the best products you can get. This is a conversation you're going to want to listen to. So I'm bringing in all the help you'll ever need. I've got Eric Christensen here with Nutrient Survival. How are you doing today? What's going on, Philip? I've never been better. Yeah, man. I, I believe it. You know, I was I was looking over your social media and prep for this. You know, I was looking at the website and I'm looking and I'm like, man, this is like well done. Everywhere you look, I guess you'd Seth Godin, a, a famous marketer, would say the story matches everywhere I looked at every point of contact. So I know that this is the real deal for you. But I want to know, first of all, because if if I'm not mistaken, you have a career in military. Is that accurate? Well, I have a stint, I would say. I've got, uh, I went to the military academy, went to West Point, and then I was in for about six, six and a half years or so. So, yeah. you know, a pretty formative part of my life was in the military. And it's hard to shake that. I still, I still, uh, nothing, nothing makes me happier than a good haircut. Yeah. And and from what I know, based on how many people I've spoken to who have that experience, those things carry over into life, like a hundred percent, the disciplines, the regimens, the all the things that nobody that's ever done that, that didn't enlist does not have just by the very nature of not yeah. having done that. Do you find that that's true you know for it. you too? <laughs> well, you, you, military, the military really helps you grow up fast. That's the great thing about it. You know, we take, uh, we take kids that that have maybe an idea that they want to be in the military and kids that just don't have a better idea and join the military. And uh, the military system turns kids into men and women and they do it very well and they do it very quickly. Uh, so I am a big fan of of military service, not only from what you talked about, the discipline, the regimen, um, you know, the, the, just the, the, the self-worth that comes out of it, but also because I believe that nothing is greater than service to others. And at this point in 
kids' lives, right, when they come out of high school, uh, they're number one in their mind. I just graduated from high school. I'm the king of the world. And the reality is you're not. And service and service to others, I don't care if it's the military. I don't care if it's the Peace Corps. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't care if it's uh, the Forest Service, whatever it is. Just do something for somebody else. Do something for a cause, for a reason, and put yourself below them for just a moment. Grow up a little, and then you can go out and you know do do what you in, intend to do and, and conquer the world. I love it, man. I hundred percent behind that ideal. I think it's uh, it's a, a rite of passage, as they say. It should be. Uh, with that said, this is about your journey as an entrepreneur, in particular with the products that you've developed. And I think the most relevant question, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I would like to start with the question. When do you remember the need to survive early in your life? Like, when does that hit you? Like, oh, I need to prepare for this. I, I, I need to make sure I have this in place, this survival instinct. Obviously, I'm not talking about fight or flight because a dog chased you, right. but truly you like needing to prepare and plan for something. Yeah, well, I think uh, growing up in the, in the Northwest, I had my fair share of time outside. I, I grew up on the Pacific Northwest, Northwest in the, on the Olympic Peninsula, and it was uh, a playground for the outdoors. And certainly in that environment, the bush, you have to know what you need to do to stay warm, to build a fire, to prep your feet the right way, uh, you know, to not attract uh, wildlife attention, so to speak, right? And so that, that kind of came with me. And then to join the military, obviously, it takes it up a notch. And then when I left the military after that, uh, I went into consumer packaged goods into big food, if you will, at Procter & Gamble and then Campbell Soup Company and Purdue Chicken out on the East Coast. And, and, and there, you know, you just kind of you forget about that, right? You, you, you're, you know, on the East Coast especially, you've got the luxuries, the amenities. And us as Americans, we have most things that we need. And we don't have to worry about survival. Not until the health crisis did most people realize that our food supply is very fragile. Uh, it broke in a moment, right? It completely broke. People couldn't go to work. Our meat plants, at the time I was, I was uh, just finishing up at Purdue, our meat plants shut down. It took a presidential order to get them back into service uh, because of you know, this necessity where we need food and we need, we need an ample uh, supply of that. Uh, people were desperate. They, you know, they couldn't go to the grocery store. They were afraid to go to the grocery store. And for for them, it was, what do I have left in the pantry? Remember the runs on toilet paper and the, the old saying that said, "Hey, never walk by a display of toilet paper ever again, right?" And not pick one up. And and that's true. So something, an event like that, I think woke everybody up. Not not just my wife. My wife's version of prepping at that time was, "Hey, let's go get uh, you know a case of Campbell's soup from." Uh, Costco or a couple of jugs of uh, of peanut butter and what have you, but you know prepping is is an you know it's, it, you can take it to an extreme certainly, but everyone should have a couple days supply because natural disasters can hit, disruptions can happen, crises you never know when you know it's the nature of of what it's about. So everyone has car insurance. Well, you should probably have some food insurance. You should probably have you know something that you can fall back on if you need to, right? So it's been an exciting. Uh, journey for us, but we were born in the heart of the pandemic because of people looking for food, and you know, all of a sudden going online, uh, and and that's really where this this company competed. And then the second thing that people needed was nutrition, and it's very difficult to get the nutrition that you need, uh, especially 
if you just can't go out and, and get it. So our, our secret formula is we pack all of our food with 40 essential nutrients, everything that you need to not only survive, but, you know, quote unquote thrive, right? But, um, but at, at, at its heart, uh, without that nutrition, you're, you're going to eventually die. And that's the, the funny thing about a lot of other survival food companies and how we're disrupting not only survival food, but also big food and big pharma, that without nutrition, your, your body is going to not function properly. Your mind's going to lose uh, its abilities. You won't heal. You'll be more susceptible to catching something and disease. And so nutrition and nutrients can do all those things for you and keep you strong. Has it, have you found it to be cost prohibitive to develop such great quality products, especially in the consumer goods of like foods? Because, you know, I immediately think of what's available at a gas station, which is supposed to be convenient, right? And there's nothing more convenient and more desirable than something that is nutrient dense and has been cared for in terms of quality. But you can't necessarily make that fly off the shelves because it's not a dollar fifty for like the way it is a Snicker bar, right? So I, I'd be interested to know how you overcame that hurdle because that seems to be one of the hardest things in these days. We've got these meat alternatives and you know all the preservatives they have, but it's also like three times the cost. Have you found that to be a challenge? Because they say you know well eventually once we get to scale we can bring it down. That seems to be the biggest challenge in fighting big food, as you say. And you nailed it, Philip. That that is exactly the problem that people have. So aside from what big food has done, and I was in the food industry for 25 years, so I know all about the nice. formula for success in big food and it has everything to do with scale, it has everything to do with taking cost out, and it has everything to do with efficiency. And the consumer is certainly important, but the goal is let's get people craving about this food. And to do so, you engineer it so that it maximizes what they call the bliss point. And this is, this is science. The bliss point is at what point does the sugar that you add, does the sodium that you add, does the fat that you add achieve the greatest, the greatest response from a desire, from a craving? You said crave, and that is 100% true because if I crave your food, it is the Dorito effect. If I crave your food, I will eat it and I will want it and I'll buy it again. And in that cycle, it just continues to feed itself, right? And it makes food companies wealthy. And that's, that's great. That's America. That's economics. Okay. But at the same time, the food companies have taken the nutrition out of the food because it, 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 is, it is expensive and it's hard to do. Uh, and in fact, if you think about big ag, you know, the whole goal is how do we get this little seed to grow into this big, beautiful tomato that will not turn brown when it gets bruised? And to do so, you use an incredible amount of engineered products. And I'm not just talking about GMOs, but you know, through hybrids and other things, right? Uh, to produce these these foods that are truly void of nutrition. And so, what we have done is said, no, no mas. You know, we're not doing this anymore. Our mission is to disrupt big food and to put the nutrition back into the food. Now, we fortify. I, I will tell you, we fortify, and it gets to the point that you're making. It's very, not only very, very expensive to get all that great whole food nutrition but it's but it's very difficult you would ha some some food sources you know you can't eat enough oranges to get the kind of vitamin C that you need right and like emergency has like 2000 milligrams of vitamin C okay they don't get that from oranges they get that from uh, a concentration uh, and so you know there's nothing wrong with fortification uh, if you can't get it through the whole foods that you are consuming 
you would have to eat bushels and bushels and bushels. I think it's why cows in the fields just continue to eat all day long. We would kind of be like that. Uh, and if you go to other countries, I was just in Japan, and these people are healthy. They're eating fish. They're eating vegetables. They're eating you know rice, things like that. It is, is not the American diet. It's not the Western diet. And we are sick. We are killing ourselves with the food that we are eating. Uh, but it's to one goal. It's to it's to make those bottom lines of many of those big food companies that have been for a long time shareholders to please successful. Yeah, man, I can totally see a future where instead of like Japan, the vending machines have some reasonable options in America. If there were vending machines of foods, it would definitely have a cheeseburger. And, and you know, who who's going to hate it? I mean, I love a cheeseburger myself, but you're right. I I truly believe and I don't know if this is your mission. But the day that I can walk into a gas station or I'm stuck at the airport, especially as entrepreneurs and they travel, like, and that is an option and it's nutrient dense or, mm-hmm. or it's given on the airplane and things of that nature. Like if we give it to, if we give MREs and things of that nature to those who go out and defend our country, right? Why is that it's not suitable for the everyday average consumer? These are questions that pop up as I sit here and talk to you about what you're doing just out of curiosity. And so I wonder, what is your ultimate vision? Where do you see this really, like, where do you want to see this take place? Oh, I love that question because I actually say this, Philip. I say, you know, yes, we, we sell survival food, but we're actually not a survival food company. We are a freedom company that happens to sell survival food. And that freedom that we are giving people is the freedom to choose food that can keep them healthy and vital. It, it, it gives them the freedom to choose something other than you know, big food alternatives. It gives them the freedom to choose something other than having to take a pill every day from big pharma. Because that, you know, back to villains in this plot, big pharma is another one. Their whole goal is to get you on a script. And that script will be with you for the rest of your life. And what they see with us, each of us, you, me, uh, is dollar signs. Because if, I, if I'm on Lipitor, if I'm on a statin, you know, I'm on that for the rest of my life. So there, there is a lot. I don't want to say it's collusion, but there's a lot of common goals here to get us, uh, to get us dependent on big food, big pharma, and instead of being able to break free. So that is ultimately, it's not about survival food at all. Survival food is where we're started. But our goal, our goal is to give every body, every day, every food that they can, that that, that they need to to live the best life that they possibly can. So we're just starting now to push into this area, uh, into, into the daily and into a new endeavor that we're calling brain, um, because you cannot, um, you, you know, you don't see what's going on inside your skull. You can see the wrinkles on your face. You know, you can see my, my hair getting gray or falling out. Uh, you, you know, you can, you can see these things, but the same thing is happening inside your skull. And the beautiful thing about your brain is, though it is dying, there is, it, it has the power to regenerate. And this neurogenesis. Now, I know you've talked to uh, a lot of folks on this program that have that sort of inkling, and that's so cool. You know, everything is true, but nutrition can give your brain what it needs to actually regenerate, and it's amazing. So that's our new uh, new endeavor. That you know, let's not let's not wait until there's an eventuality, until there's an emergency situation, another pandemic, or a war, or or civil unrest. Let's give people what they need now, so that they're ready for that big game. Yeah, man, there's something about sustainability. I mean, you know, I buy so many supplements. It's funny. I I probably a target customer 
because I buy <laughs> I buy a supplement stack and I'm like I gotta take all of these. Well, it's either this or subscription. I mean, a prescription, right? Uh, I I try to optimize my sleep. It doesn't always work, you know, especially with the nature of video editing and audio yeah. editing, but there's so many things I try to do to be preventative. I take nootropics myself, right? Oh, like impositine and, you know, mm-hmm. things that, you know, mm-hmm. L-tyrosine thing. And, but I just wish it was easier to do because then it's like the foods that I eat are like the opposite. Right. And so like, sure, I'll eat my mixed greens and things of that nature, but I, I try yeah. to keep these things in mind and I may even meal prep for like one week. And then I fall off for a week because right. as hard. we know, especially in the way, our country's workforce is designed to experience life, right? It's totally different from other places. Uh, I'm not saying we have the the worst uh, 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 forced work labor ethic and no one's afraid of hard work, but Lord have mercy. Americans work a lot. They really do. You know, <laughs> we love it. We can't get enough of it. Right. <laughs> so, so I, I really enjoy the fact that I now know that there's someone out there who is looking out for that sustainability and that wellness and well-being because you know i've got my green powder i've got my protein powder i've got my there's so many things but i honestly the easier we can make that like you said convenience and that desirability into one i don't see why anyone would would say that's a bad deal no that's the deal everyone is looking for it's almost a magic pill right you mean it's delicious i can eat this and i'm taken care of that's like yeah how do we scale that? How do we make that more accessible? I'm 100% behind that. So are you like, are you looking at overhead, like a warehouse and facilities and, you know, co-packers yeah. and like, that's got to yeah. be so much to deal with. <laughs> it, it, well, the first thing is, and, you, and you, you hit it again on the head, it, you have to make sure that there is a consumer desire, consumer need. I'm a marketer and uh, I have always in my career been consumer first in orientation. And that's, and that's great. It's allowed us to do some things here with the consumer in mind. But what you've described, so many pain points in what you just said, right? It's hard. It's expensive. It's a pain. You fall off the wagon you know, all the time. You try to get back on because you, you want to, but your desire is there. So you're just looking for, give me a solution. And one of the best things that we did is we, we, we got out of the planning room and we got into the market and we just tried. You know, and what's the worst that can happen? It doesn't work. Okay, so then you try again. It didn't work for a, for a, for a long time. That first week, Philip, we sold thirty six cans, thirty six individual units, and you know, but we sold something. Somebody yeah. bought it, right? Which, and yeah, and yeah. so you just keep going and you keep learning from it. But back to you know your your question, you know, scaling is 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 the challenge. But even more than that, you know, I appreciated the comments you made earlier around how we show up in the market. Because we've taken a lot of care to get our positioning right, to get our brand right, to make it desirable. To and we talked about building a YouTube community, which we're really working hard on. Because you get passionate consumers that buy into what you're about, and you know it's the old saying: they tell two friends, and so on, and so on, and so on. So that's kind of the goal. And I'm very fortunate in my situation in this startup. It's actually a turnaround startup because when I when I entered the job, I was recruited by a family office investor uh, who is very passionate about nutrition and very passionate about performance, human performance. And that's ultimately what you're looking for too, is human performance. So, and through the power of, of nutrients. Uh, and so it was a little bit of take that hill. We had a building, we had some equipment. There were a few people here, not, not too many, but there wasn't an idea. There wasn't a brand. There wasn't a go-to-market approach. There wasn't a consumer insight. There was none of that. It was 
here's the sandbox. Please try to sell something and let, let's let's use this this investment, this equipment. And so that that was the charter. And, and that's what I love about being, you know, call it an entrepreneur. Um, I may have bloomed a little bit later in life relative to some of these serial entrepreneurs that have been doing this since their their 20s and 30s, but but I've always had that kind of gumption, that creativity, that 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 desire to try things, to explore, to discover, and to make something out of out of nothing. At its heart, that's kind of what an entrepreneur is about, and and it's a curse. But I don't give up. I work really really hard, and I think that's an attribute that everyone you talk to in all your interviews it comes through loud and clear. Just the passion and the desire and the the never give up, you know, mindset uh, and doing whatever it takes. It, it is very, very true. Without that, uh, you're nothing. And I see, especially coming into this role, I'm carrying the, the company. I feel like I'm carrying the company. I look at the force, the workforce down on the production floor and they're looking at me and they're depending on me to make something out of this. And that is a huge motivation as well to do something for them because they all have families and they, they expect this thing to be successful and I won't fail. Yeah. I, I mean, I can tell you right now from what I've seen in my brief research, I've truly noticed that you've gone the extra mile to do one thing that so many company leaders never do. And that's put themselves out there and create the content that's necessary. Right. Because a lot of them think that there are other things that are more important. They may be urgent, but they are not more important, especially when a brand needs a face that those are always the brands that end up scaling the craziest. And then eventually, you know, they, they may get purchased or what have you. But in this day and age, the days of, you know, let's say Coca-Cola or something, and, and we know there's an executive running it, but no one cares, right? That isn't the same as it is today with the micro niches and the way consumers behave or I myself consider myself a consumer. Some people think it's a bad word, but let's let's just keep it real. What do you do when you turn right. on a social media app? You're consuming something, right? Uh, so I love how much you've invested in that. And so given how much you've put on the table and how much you've already gone all in on this, if you could have reflected, because this is the moment of wisdom here, right? If you could reflect for a second and say, okay, here's where I came from. Here's my pedigree. Uh, here's my pedigree. Here is where I am now. And here's how much I'm investing. Had I known what I know now, what would I do differently if I was thinking of stepping into the consumer gross product market as an entrepreneur today? Wow. Well, you know, having spent a career in traditional consumer packaged goods companies running big billion dollar brands, you know, your whole goal is don't screw it up. Just it's going to be two years, three years on this particular assignment, and then you're going to go off and you're going to do something else uh, at 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 these companies, right? That's what you do. You you rotate onto a new assignment. So don't screw it up. Squeak out some marginal growth. Um, improve your margin structure. You know, try not to have any recalls, any big debacles. Don't be that guy, right? And so that's success, honestly. Wow. That is success in these big companies. And you know, very smart people running these things. These are these are massive franchises with hundreds sometimes of years of of work behind them so it's it's important not to screw them up but in in this situation it it really is i've got nothing to lose and i i think that i were you know i resisted because i had been in cpg for a long time and that wasn't the playbook you didn't put yourself out there they didn't care about eric christensen brand manager of jiff peanut butter 
They, they care about Jif peanut butter. Choosy moms choose Jif, you know, more fresh roast peanut taste than any other peanut butter. Okay. That's what they care about. And that's what you communicated. In this job, and I, I got my butt kicked the first year. I remember sitting in the boardroom with my investor and, and he said, what's going on? You know, I, I, I hired you to be you. I hired you because you're a veteran, because you're a, a you know, former army ranger, because you were in CPG, because you were charismatic, because of who you are. Where is that guy? And I said, you're right. You know, and at that point in time, I said, all bets are off. Let's do this thing. And I really, the brand now, the brand, like it or not, it's me. And people want to buy from companies they trust. They want to buy from people they trust. And trust me, people trust me. And, uh, and I'm authentic. I'm not putting on a show. I am who I am. I've got faults. I don't say the perfect things all the time. In fact, I regret things that I say every single day, <laughs> regret things I do every single day. But I'm real. you know. So if you don't like me, fine. Go buy from somebody else. Uh, but, but I'm here for you. I just had a guy drop in this morning uh, out to Reno because in my last newsletter, I said, look, I want to give you this free brain stuff. All you got to do is go to the website and put in this code brain food and I'll get you the sampler. It's all yours. Uh, just, just pay shipping. It, but if you're in Reno, swing by and I'll, I'll give one to you for nothing. And sure enough, knock, knock, knock this morning. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm from you know, Elko out, out east. And I was just in the area. My dad's out here and just thought I'd swing by, like you said. And I'm like, awesome. Gave him a tour, loading up with some food. you know. And that was the best thing in the world. I loved it. It was so far, that's the best part of my day. You're the next best part. Okay. But, but you, you can't get that in a company that wants to be faceless. And I refused. The company is me. The brand is me. And you know, like it or not, that's what we're doing. Man, that is... That's it. We we can we can we can wrap. No, <laughs> no, man. That that was excellent. That was truly excellent. Uh, I'm grateful that you that you were so open about that. Uh, you know, I get, all that really is left to do is open the red carpet up for you and ask you to let people know who are listening. What do you want them to know about what you're doing right now? Do you want them to sign up to the newsletter as well? Do you want them to connect with you on any social channels? What's the CTA? Well, the CTA is give us a shot. Come visit us, nutrientsurvival.com. Uh, read our story. You now, spend a little time on our website. If you buy into what we're about, you know, we are not for everybody. And that's the other thing. We have a point of view. I have a point of view. Like I said, I'm a real person. I've got feelings. I've got opinions. And I'm not afraid to put them out there. Uh, I believe in self-reliance. I, be- I believe in freedom. And, uh, and I'll say it, right? I'll, I'll say it. And, and that's an important part of who we are as a company as well. But check us out at nutrientsurvival.com. Uh, we promise that with our product, with our, with our, with our, you know, the benefits that we're providing, you're going to live a better life. And ultimately, that's what it's all about. It's not about, you know, disaster. It's, it's not about, you know, every day. It's not about brain. It's about being able to do all those things so that you can have a better life for the people that you love and you can protect the ones that you love. That's ultimately what we are here for. Man, I am truly glad we got a chance to chat. And it turns out we have a couple of mutuals. So I'll see yeah. how that connects and what we can do with that. But Eric, Absolutely. I can't thank you enough for stopping by. I don't know how I always get so lucky. I I've, I can't think, I can scarcely think of a single interview I've ever done where I didn't walk away going, okay, I am better because of that conversation. And I don't know why I truly feel fortunate that this continues to be the case even with you. So thank you for stopping by. Right on. Well, you have a great gift and I appreciate you bringing out these conversations. I learn a lot from listening to your podcast and I think you just have a a wonderful way about it and you've got a lifelong listener in me now.